Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. For more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio. I'm Ken Smith, Certified Financial Planner and your host. This show is designed to share with you prudent investment and financial planning techniques. Today we are going to talk about financial planning and we have a guest, a special guest today, David Loper, CEO of Financeware, which is a financial planning program that we use and have used for several years in doing retirement planning with our clients. Before we talk to Dave, I want to give out our contact information. It's 1-800-923-4307. Our number here is 1-800-923-4307. We'd love to have, if you have any questions for the show, you're making a decision about a financial planning uh, issue, maybe you're looking at insurance or some various amounts of life insurance, annuities, Whatever it is, we don't we don't sell those types of products here. Whereas advisors in our practice, we are the only advisors, and our job is to give sound financial advice. But we'd love to help you on the program as well. And if you do come c- contact us with a question, and we read it on on our program, we'll we will send you one of our favorite investment books. You can also email us at contact at empiradio.com. That's contact at empiradio.com. Well, today we have a special guest. We have CEO, the CEO of Wealthcare Capital Management. David Loper is a certified investment management analyst, a certified investment management consultant, and CEO of Financeware, which does business as Wealthcare Capital Management, an SEC registered investment advisor with nearly 25 years of experience. Mr. Loper has appeared on CNBC, has been featured as a contributor on Bloomberg TV, and as the website uh, Financeware states that they are out to change the industry for the better. It's a goal that we have as well. In our practice, so we've used, as I mentioned, the software for quite some time to uh, build retirement plans, and our advisors have had a very, very positive experience, and we do not receive any remuneration or have any kind of uh, monetary arrangement between our company and, and Financeware. Uh, I, I uh, also David has written some books and uh, and uh, that are out there. If if uh, 
I did receive a, an email, uh, being an advisor that, that uh, uses FinanceWare that Dave sent, outlining a patent infringement suit that his company is going through uh, with UBS, and I thought it would be timely to have Dave on the show. Welcome to Empirical Investing Radio, David. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, Ken. Sure. Well, Dave, maybe we could start with you giving us a little background about FinanceWare, what, what, it, what you do, what your firm does. Well, uh, I, I started the company in uh, 1999 uh, after uh, serving on the Investment Advisory Committee of the Virginia Retirement System. Uh, the governor of Virginia uh, appointed me to that role uh, for this $30 billion retirement plan. And uh, you know, when you're that large of a plan, you've got access to the, the most sophisticated uh, conceptual you know, thinkers in, in, in the world. And uh, I recognize that my career as a financial advisor, and actually I was in, you know, as an executive at the time at Week First Securities, which has now become Wells Fargo through a series of mergers. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I, I was running the investment consulting department of the firm, and I recognized that what we were you know, delivering as our uh, supposed value to clients was disconnected from what clients actually wanted. You know, I had been taught all the best practices of the industry and, you know, understood, you know, financial planning and investment consulting and, you know, the sort of factors in another association called IMCA, that's the Investment Management Consultants Association. And I actually even served on their advisory board uh, for five years, most recently as chairman. Uh, but what I recognized was there's this giant disconnect from what consumers were seeking from financial advisors and what uh, we were, our processes were actually delivering. So I took a step out of my role as an executive in the firm and put myself in the shoes of consumer and rethought what it was that, consum- that a lot of consumers actually want from financial advising. And all I saw was, relative to what we were doing, was a lot of contradictions. Interesting. From there, I, I set out to, well, what kind of process would resolve those contradictions? Uh, you know, the you know, traditional planning process is obtain a complete financial profile. Well, that's a, a pretty long, arduous task. And that's, it's kind of an experience that's worse than doing your taxes the way the traditional industry pundits uh, practice financial planning, and if you think <laughs> about that, what consumer would want to do that? Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, then they'd uh, determine your financial goals, but, you know, what you're actually going to the advisor to uh, get advice about is what your goal should be. So in the absence of any advice or knowledge or information or context, they're asking you to find these rigid, explicit goals without any context, and, you know, their solution is going to be a saving shortfall amount that you need to sacrifice your life more to uh, make up. You know, well, you might have been willing to change those goals if you had known that it was going to cause you that much sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, the traditional process identified your maximum tolerance for risk and proceeded to position you in a portfolio to experience that risk. That's absurd. You know, risk is pain, and there's no reason to take any more risk than makes sense for what it is that you want to achieve that you value. Uh, you know, they project your future resources based on conservative assumptions and uh, determine if you have a savings shortfall or gap. Every financial planning questionnaire out there uh, until we invented ours, 
would ask uh, the, the client, how much more money are you willing to save to meet your goal? Nobody, except for us, asked, would you like to reduce how much you're saving? Isn't mm-hmm. that a question we ought to ask? And no, might not somebody like to spend a little bit more money now if it's not necessary to save more? <laughs> if it's mathematically possible to save too little, which I think is an abundance of, of pundits that uh, argue for people sacrificing their life more and save more, uh, must it not also be possible mathematically to be saving too much? There was no system out there other than ours that would identify whether that was the case. Uh, and then the you know they, the standard value proposition is going to search for the best funds and managers based on your investment policy and you know completely ignore the fact that you're taking a risk of underperforming the markets you know like that risk doesn't exist and it does <laughs> um, okay. and then monitor the performance and update the plan regularly and with as arduous as the planning process was and inconvenient. You know, regularly meant, you know, once a decade or so, most of the time your advisor would be yelling at you to stick with the plan. You know, well, that's not what consumers wanted. And so I just invented a process that resolved all of those contradictions uh, from what consumers actually want. And uh, it's uh, got a lot of legs. There's 30,000 advisors that uh, have licensed our process in, in one form or another. And it's making a profound impact uh, on clients' lives because it's designed around one thing, helping clients make the most of their only life based on what they each uniquely, personally value. Wow, that's pretty, that's great. Well, what, what is, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit then, what, is the, what, do you, what do you have patented? Is it a technology that you're using or is it that process that you just described? And uh, kind of what's at issue currently with the suit? Well, the, uh, the, the patent is uh, uh, using a technology to apply the process. So it's somewhat, uh, you can kind of think of it as both. Um, you, know, and, you know, and patent law is a very esoteric, specialized area of law. And uh, you know, I'm not professing to you know, have all that great of comprehension of it, although after prosecuting several patents over the course of the last decade, <laughs> I've learned more and more about it. But you can uh, maybe an easier way to, to think about it is uh, the technology itself is only a tool. Uh, think of it like a medical device uh, that a doctor might use to help him diag- to help understand what's going on with you so that he can create a diagnosis and treatment plan. And that's in essence, you know, conceptually similar to what how the technology plays into what we're doing. The technology, you know, a hammer doesn't swing itself. Right. It requires a skilled operator. And the the way that we our process works needs our technology, but it also needs a skilled operator to really deliver the value of the process. I see. So the the suit that you're dealing with, is it that they've duplicated a, uh, a program that, uh, that is using the same process of, uh, that you described about the, hey, could we save less instead of saving more? Could we prioritize goals here and be willing to sacrifice certain ones? Um, is it, hey, we have a kind of a range of, of portfolio um, that a portfolio could tra- traverse through as time goes on, and as long as we're in that range, is it the part about the risk? What, what exactly is it that they're 
that you have issue with? Well, uh, you know, the, the, all the claims are contained in the patent, and the, the claims require a combination of numerous things, and it's everything that's involved with the wealth care process. You know, and, and I want to clarify one point. We never ask a client to sacrifice their life. Okay. You know, we, that is, I, I realize that is kind of the standard of the industry, but that's why we're trying to change it. <laughs> you know, there, there are always choices that you have to, to get what you value. And it's a, it's a matter of choices between ideal and acceptable goals. I'm never going to ask a client to needlessly sacrifice their life. Right, right. Uh, but what's contained in the patent uh, application is basically the entire premises of wealth care. Identify ideal and acceptable goals for clients. Instead of asking them to define some specific age of retirement, for example, in the absence of any information, we uh, go ahead and assume that they'd like to have their cake and eat it, too. Why? Do we have to measure retirement age on a calendar? How about measuring on a watch and saying 4.15 this afternoon is ideal? <laughs> um, but would it be acceptable if there were other goals that you valued more? And we were a Great Depression, terrible environment, uh, to would you feel like you sacrificed your life if you worked at 65, or would that be acceptable? You know, so we identify a range of ideal and acceptable goals, and it can be in time as the retirement age example, or... It could be in dollars. Like, ideally, I'd like to have a $20,000 vacation budget, but I wouldn't feel like I'm sacrificing my life if I had a $10,000 travel budget. Gotcha. Uh, and the same goes for risk. Ideally, I'd have a no-risk portfolio that you know is kind of like Warren Buffett's billion dollars worth of muni bonds uh, right. that he lives off of, uh, which is why he doesn't pay much in taxes, because muni bonds are tax-exempt. Um, but, you know, I'd be comfortable with a portfolio that had 45% equities or 60% equities or something you know, that would be acceptable to me. Now, you know, we identify all those ranges of goals, and then the next question we, we, we need to understand to really craft a good, sound advice is, well, what are the relative priorities? Would you compromise a year of retirement if it meant you could have a less-risk portfolio for the next 20 years? David, I'm sorry, we've, we've got to take a quick break here. I'd like to uh, finish this, though when we come back, if that's okay. Sure. We'll, we'll, we'll take a quick break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. 
Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Okay, welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith, and my guest today is David Loper, CEO of Financeware, um, and we are talking about the patent his firm holds on a financial planning process, really. And David, going into the break, you were sharing a little bit about what it is that's unique and what what the uh, what the unique process was that you were you were protecting through your patents. Right. Uh, you know, and I was outlining how we have our deal on acceptable goals and how understanding the priorities of clients, you know, uh, with this range of ideal and acceptable goals and measuring the confidence of, you know, perhaps uh, the likelihood of exceeding those goals uh, all combines and enables an advisor to craft a recommendation if they understand the priorities of the client. So we need to understand if, uh, you know, leaving money behind to charity would trump, you know, having a bigger travel budget. You know, and I don't really see how an advisor could actually follow the know-your-client rules if they didn't have answers to those kinds of questions. How can you craft a recommendation for the client without knowing whether or not uh, you know, some one goal has uh, got a higher value for the client than another? You know, it, and it's all about you know, the premises of having confidence in achieving what the client personally values, avoiding any needless sacrifice to their lifestyle, help them make the most of their life. And don't take any risk that is not necessary. So just because you can tolerate more doesn't mean you should put yourself in a wild roller coaster ride. Right. Well, that 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 all makes sense. Um, have you gotten any any feedback from? I mean, how, when did you start? Uh, when did the software launch? How long have you been doing this process? Since 1999. Nineteen. Well, we launched the first version of our application in 1999. Uh, you know the, the the whole process that you know we had a lot of discoveries along the way. When you're an inventor, you continually improve your inventions. Right, right. Uh, and we've been doing that all the way along. Well, we've been through some pretty interesting markets since that time period. Have you? How has the? Uh, have you got any feedback about 
how that's worked with clients through the entire time period? Yeah, it's worked really, really well. Um, the uh, you know the, the first expectation you know I, I had earlier outlined all the you know, traditional industry best practices, and I don't really like to refer to what we do as financial planning, right? Uh, because of all the contradictions in traditional financial planning from what consumers want, uh, you know, and uh, you know, so I, call, I refer to our plans as wealth care plans as opposed to financial plans. You know, the financial plan is the one that asks you to sacrifice your life, take as much risk as you can possibly bear, and then some. <laughs> um, right, right. The wealth care plan is the one that makes the most of your life. The financial plan, you know, you're going to be you know scolded to stick with it long term and suck it up. You know, wealth care plan recognizes that your life, your goals, your priorities, and the markets are all going to constantly change, and it's continuous advice in the face of all those things that change. And when we go through periods of market uncertainty, I'm not saying that there's not clients that we've had to adjust some goals, but you know, we don't have any client that I'm aware of that is you know, at their all their acceptable goals. Uh, most clients, we can... Uh, make the most of their life, give them most or all of their most important ideal goals, and we compromise those things that they don't value that much closer towards their acceptable goals. And when we face periods of market uncertainty, we can make adjustments. You know, If you're not positioned in the riskiest portfolio you can tolerate in the first place and you're going through a bear market, you actually have a choice to increase your risk a little bit. You know, maybe not up to your tolerance, but you know, and it takes a lot of courage to do that in the face of all the media. But right, right. you know, that's one of the choices you have. You know, and you know, and one client that was prepared to cancel trips and stop donations and do all these things, and you know, they had an eight million dollar estate gold target, and all it take, took was adjusting that to a seven million dollar target, and they were fine because they didn't really put a very high value on leaving that much money behind. Right, right. So, you know, there's always a way to solve the problem, and the, and the math behind it is beautiful and elegant. Right. But what's, it's not just mathematics. It's really understanding what's in people's hearts and what they personally value. And from my personal experience, David, I just want to comment that when we, were, when we go through the downturns, we, we make an effort to update our plans uh, and get the client reoriented to a goal-based approach and rather than saying hey in the last year from the very peak of what my portfolio reached to the very bottom what did I lose in assets and I think when we're left out on our own that's our tendency is to measure success by where we were at the very peak to the very bottom rather than say well we've been working together now for 10 years some of our clients and we were way ahead of our goals in a lot of cases um, and when we rerun the plan you still have a, a great chance of success uh, because you work. You did get ahead during the good, the positive times, and, and we're we're a globally diversified, more of a passively managed type of manager. So um, we didn't have a lost decade by being focused in just one area. So I I think that helped. But I I think when you reorient your uh, goals towards and where am I relative to my financial plans instead of where did the market do last week or even last year? I don't know if you have any comments or thoughts about that. Well, the markets are, of course, highly uncertain, which is why we model it. You know, and our philosophy is you control what's controllable and model the uncertainty of that which is not controllable. Right. So I can, 
I, I can control choices about how much I'm saving and how much I'm spending and, you know, what I want to achieve and whether I buy, uh, you know, a BMW or a Chevy. I mean, I, you know, where I spend my I can control all those things. I can control taxes, you know, uh, you know, by being very wise in how I allocate my assets and uh, invest portfolios and make sure that I control when I realize a capital gain as opposed to some fund manager. Um, I can't control the markets. They are always going to be uncertain. And anybody tells you that they know where they're going are either lying to you, lying to themselves, or in all reality, it's probably both. Right. Um, so, you know, and of course, when we're modeling the uncertainty, we model markets like 2008. You know, it's not a surprise to us. It should be expected. It's not, it's something that nobody can predict, and we don't know when it's going to occur. But we know that it's constantly out there and it is a potential chance. And when you're overfunded, you know, I would argue that it, if your clients, for their goals, become excessively confident, uh, that uh, that would be a good time to take risk off the table if there's not other goals they value more because they can afford to take risk off the table. Right. It's not a market timing strategy. Right. It's a strategy of... You think of it, you know, of funding a pension liability. After all, right. a lot of these thoughts, you know, were born out of my experience there. Well, that's a very interesting way and perspective of looking at how you manage your investment allocation that I, I agree that traditionally advisors didn't look at it that way. Um, I, I do think that people were, well, what's your maximum risk tolerance? Let's get you there. Um, and hopefully things will work out. And I wanted to comment here, and we've got a few minutes uh, left in this segment, David, and see, I wanted to get your feedback on... I was looking up some statistics recently, and there's a Gallup poll that was done in April this year, and they've done it every year since 2001, uh, measuring Americans' viewpoints about their personal financial positions and status. And we are at historic highs, according to their poll over their short history, of Americans that are concerned or anxious about having enough money to retire. And their poll was the number one concern out of about 10 things they pull on was uh, Americans, 66% of them polling saying, we're worried we're not going to have enough money. Um, interestingly enough, of that, it was the younger segment, I think it was 18 to age 18 to 29, 77% of them, who in my view have the longest period to save and actually plan for retirement, were, were worried about it as their number one concern. And uh, there was a separate study done by the uh, Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards and they said 64% of us don't have any kind of financial plan, and only 17% of us have one that we update regularly. Um, now, one other little statistic was that uh, only 38% of those with plans even have a financial advisor. And I just thought I'd love to get your comments in the last couple of minutes about those statistics. Well, uh it's uh, surprising me to me that uh, the industry has been successful in uh, getting as many people into uh, you know, the traditional financial planning process when it's not consumer oriented at all. You know, I, I think the reason I invented this process was to solve this problem. Uh, you know, the the no, nobody seeks out a service that's going to be inconvenient. Nobody's right. going to seek out a service that is. Uh, guilting them into sacrificing their life. Nobody's going to seek out a service that is asking them to subject themselves to their maximum tolerance for pain. But that yet is, or was, I would argue that our, our 
process is becoming a new standard. Uh, but that was the process that was the standard of the industry. And, you know, you go through a discovery session with our, you know, with one of our, you know, the advisors that practice wealth care as it was engineered, you know, you go through that discovery session, you don't have to bring the shoebox in. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't need all your insurance policies and statements or anything like that. I want to know about what you care about and achieving in your life. You know, you don't have to, uh, you know, it's not something that I'm going to guilt you into sticking to a plan because you made a decision two years ago about something on a right. questionnaire. You know, we update all of our plans at least quarterly. Uh, and the advice is about the choices in your life, despite what's going on in the market. And it's a very comfortable uh, thing for clients to go through. And it's, you know, I'm suspect if more consumers were aware of how easy and comfortable a relationship with a financial advisor would be, and if more advisors would actually practice this process, uh, you know, our industry would uh, change its reputation to be something that's noble once again. Because it's all about putting the client's interest first and helping them make the most of their lives. And for all the financial rewards we get for it, there's nothing more rewarding than a client coming to you and saying, thank you for letting me do this, for taking this dream trip, for scratching off my bucket list, for letting me take, helping me figure out how I could take a year off to spend time with my dying brother. I mean, those are all real things. Yeah. Well, Dave, I, I couldn't agree with you more, and, and we are committed to doing our part and embrace the process that you've created. And I know our clients have appreciated and uh, enjoy going through that process. Uh, so I'd recommend individuals out there that are listening, get get some planning, and, and I would find an advisor that's using this process. Um, give us a call. We'd be happy to connect you up. Uh, thank you very much, David, for coming on. We've, we've got to go into the next segment of our show, but I want to thank you and, and invite you to come back in the future. Thanks so much for having me, Ken. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. 
would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right. Welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. Ethan Broga's here. Thanks for rejoining us, Ethan. Good to be here, Ken. It was uh, it was great to have David Loper, the CEO of uh, Wealthcare, on the show. And uh, Ethan, while you had, had stepped out, uh, you you are the head of our financial planning committee, and so I know you've used and utilized the Finance Web program extensively, frequently. And I know you've always appreciated the uh, flexibility that it provides. And mm-hmm. I want to talk to you a little bit about that uh, in light of what's going on and some of the statistics that I was running by Dave about um, you know, 66% of Americans showing, um, responding to a, to a poll, Gallup poll, mm-hmm. uh, about anxiety about having enough money to retire. And, um, but yet, yet 64% of us don't even have a financial plan. So why is that? And I think Dave was on to something with the complexity and the cumbersome I'd agree uh, with that, yeah. issues that go along. And maybe some of the uh, just general uh, stereotypes of, of what, it, what it's like. He said worse than you know, showing up to do your taxes. And if that's the perception, I'd like to, to, to talk to, to uh, our listeners about that and the public and in the work that we're doing to change the, that perception. Yep. But before we change the world, Ethan, would you mind giving out our contact information? Of course. Absolutely right. Um, we can be reached here at the local Seattle office of Empirical at 800-923-4307 or uh, email as well, which is contact at empiradio.com. And as usual, we'd love to hear from any listeners out there who might have a question about a financial planning topic or an investment topic. Um, please give us a call. Sounds good. And as I, I did mention to Dave off the air, that we are very excited about you know, you know, growing and changing the way advice is delivered around the country and uh, making an impact on those numbers we were just talking about, getting more people to be financially independent, to be confident in making smart financial decisions, right. in seeking out help and being confident that they can get that help 
without all of the the conflicts of interest that have 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 wreaked havoc on um, the individual investors mm -hmm. in this country over the years under the traditional models of brokerage advice mm -hmm. that uh, have been uh, put out there and and one of the reasons I asked David to come on is because I'm very empathetic with the issue of protecting intellectual property and property rights and we've founded empirical back in 2006 we you and I both each have 15 years or so of experience but we formed empirical as a uh, creation of our other experiences and it was very meaningful to us the name and I we trademarked it mm -hmm. um, because of the fact that we want um, that name to be a brand that we take nationally and within the last year uh, Ethan there's been several other advisors out there that not only duplicated the name um, but but uh, even copied the font and copied you know other elements of our website and our material and uh, I just find that fascinating maybe when you're you're if I was a client I'm looking to work with somebody um, geez if they're not showing integrity out in the marketplace why would I why would I trust them with my capital right so I just want those of you out there that are considering <laughs> the advisors we're talking about we are very serious about protecting that that trademark and we've already sent cease and desist letters of our cease and desist letters of our own to those other companies mm -hmm. um, so I'll I will keep you posted as to how our our legal battles go as well in terms of protecting some of our intellectual property but uh, when I read about the suit that uh, Wealthcare is is, uh, is putting out uh, sorry Ethan the suit that they're filing against UBS right and um, I, I felt very strongly about asking Dave to come on to talk about that a little bit. Well, Ethan, mm -hmm. uh, markets have continued to be very volatile. You know, just when you thought that we we uh, we avoided the at least temporarily avoided the debt ceiling crisis, um, a new wave of bad news is, c comes out. And, right. Um, it does seem or appear to that when when bad news comes, when it rains, it sometimes pours. Feels like that. And so I think a lot of people right now are probably, if they haven't already taken some form of action, and uh, according to some numbers I was listening to the other day, we've got some pretty high levels of money flowing out of equity funds uh, recently, Ethan. So... Mm -hmm. um, a lot of individual investors have been liquidating equity funds at this time, and I not I too surprising. Believe, yeah, I gotta believe, and I love your opinion that after going through the financial crisis, um, there's a, there's an element of recency here. That geez, that hurt. Um, I don't know if I want to go through that again. Yeah, I've heard that uh, almost exact thing a couple, many different times actually over the last uh, month or so. That hey, I don't want to go. I don't want to endure another. You know, crisis, two thousand eight, two thousand nine scenario. Yeah, it was it was painful, very painful for, for everybody, for for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. If we and so we were talking about different strategies to uh, to take. I'm working on a little communication that's going to go out this week, and be happy to forward it on to you if you're listening. You want to hear it, but it's about different ways of rebalancing or approaching the rebalancing decision, right? In your portfolio, should you should you rebalance um, if you're 
say, 60-40 allocation of stocks to bonds. And, uh, and you're having this anxiety. I mean, what are the different options and historically what's been the best approach? Mm-hmm. So I'd love to pass that on. You can email me if you'd like a copy of it when we, when we get that chipped out. It's ksmith at empiradio.com. Um, I'm sorry, ksmith at empiricalfs.com is my direct email. Our email here is contact at empiradio.com if you just want to send in a general question or comment. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ethan, let's switch over to back over to this discussion about the financial planning. Okay. Um, so a lot of Americans are worried, and a lot of young Americans, I said earlier, that, that studies showed that 77% of those that were worried about uh, not having enough money to retire were in the 18 to 29 age group. Wow. So our younger people don't have a lot of confidence in our financial system or their ability to navigate their working lifetimes and come out with the the ability to retire and i'm just wondering how you feel about that hmm. wow in terms of the the younger folks it's hard to hard to nail down as you said earlier i think they have the most time to prepare for it and i i think uh the general consensus among young people that i've spoken with is that they don't really expect much from social security so really the burden is entirely on them um, themselves um, which may or may not be the case but at least that's how they feel about it so um i don't know given that they have more time it seems that you know, I would hopefully they feel better than that seventeen percent that you know feel good about it now. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the older folks, um, you know, I think it's one of those things. I'm not sure what what causes that. There's such a large number of folks who are uh, who are older and closer to retirement that are having issues or or feeling very uncertain about retirement, but yet very few people have sought out a the help of financial planner, right? Right. And, and run through, you know, the the processes that we do to, hey, determine if, if things are on track or not on track, basically. Um, and the tool that we use with, with Financeware or, or is a, a very powerful tool. You know, it works very well. Um, to Mr. Loper's point earlier, it is one of those things that in the past probably has been a very difficult and cumbersome thing to to uncover, you know, like he was talking about in an earlier segment of the show. Do we have to go through your auto insurance policy to figure out if you, you have a, a good, solid retirement plan? You know, it isn't one of those things that have to go together. So this particular program that we utilize um, uh, takes out a lot of the stuff that you don't necessarily need to get the, an- the retirement answer. You know, what's the retirement answer? And this, this program helps us find that pretty, pretty easily. Well, I think you're bringing up a really good point, um, and Dave did earlier, which was yeah. you may not be required to uh, do that to, to get an idea of whether you have enough money to retire. But I think your advice would be at some point, it does make sense to make sure you have adequate auto insurance, right? No doubt about it. And the traditional form of doing a, a kind of a standalone financial planning engagement was, we're going to give you a 100-page book. You know, we're, that's what we're going to hand back to you, which is going to have all of all of the, these get-your-life-in-order recommendations with 20 glossies for each topic. Right. Um, and, and I think for most people that gets a little overwhelming and I think it's a testament to our approach, which is you really should have an ongoing relationship and have a coach or a financial advocate, as you like to say, yeah. who can help you prioritize. Um, it's, you know, if, if you use the analogy of health and fitness and all that. If, if, you're, if you were overweight and you were, you were determined to lose weight, it's kind of hard to come in and go, well, I'm going to lose 100 pounds in, in a week. You know, you'd probably start prioritizing. Well, what can we do with the resources we have? Right. You know, we can exercise, but we can't exercise maybe eight hours a day because we got to work, 
right? Sure. So it's going to take a little time to get our, our health in order, mm-hmm. and it would take a little time to get your financial situation in order. And if you do it slowly and gradually by prioritizing the most important things, it's not as overwhelming. Um, and I think people get a little, um, this is my suspicion, that they may be getting a little bit, um, you know, hey, that's a lot of work and that's going to hurt. It's almost like taking your car into the dealership sometimes where it's like, hey, I don't know what they might find. I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm prepared to right. to go through the expense and the time of getting it all fixed. So sometimes it's like, well, if I don't bring it in, at least I don't know. I don't have the problem um, exactly. Until the car stops working or whatever. Right. And now I'm dealing with it out on the road. So um, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. When we, we've got to take a quick break, Ethan. And uh, we'll wrap up the show with some other thoughts about how to navigate today's market. We'll be right back. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at EmpiricalFS.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Have you planned for your retirement yet? If you are a public sector employee, perhaps not. Studies have shown that employees of schools, educational institutions, governments, nonprofits, and public safety may lack the information they need to effectively prepare for retirement. For the answers you need, tune in to Lessons in Retirement, Retirement Planning for Public Sector Employees with host Jim Bishop, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It's sure to pay off in your future. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Okay, welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. Once again, Ken Smith and Ethan Brogge here. Certified Financial Planners. We're talking about, uh, Ethan, our last segment, we're going to talk about uh, this current market environment and in line with our discussion about planning, um, you know, what what should you be doing right now? 
instead of just being worried about not being able to retire, what should you do right now, day to day, Ethan, as this news is coming out about our economy on the verge of a double dip recession is the word we're hearing frequently. Yeah, it's been out there a lot. Our um, you know, debt issues and spending issues, and now we've got European global uh, uh, or European debt crisis spilling everywhere. Should we be loading up on gold? Is that the only solution? Or should we be refocusing on a bigger picture and uh, developing a plan that will give us the best opportunity of getting to where we want to go? Right. What should we be doing right now? Yeah, uh, you know, David in the interview mentioned this, and I, I we, this is something we say all the time, is that you focus on what you can control. He, he said, I think, specifically, control what's controllable. But to me, those are the things that you should always be doing. I mean, to get off track about and li- by listening to the, the daily market uh, updates and the news and what's going wrong in the world, all those things are going to help just install fear in you probably and maybe prevent you from actually taking the steps you need to do anyway in order to have a positive outcome with things. So first of all, you should, you should have a plan. Get, get a plan together if you don't have one. You're, you're much more likely to reach your goals if you actually have them written down someplace, right? That's right. Um, if, if you, don't, you don't have a, a regular savings plan, you know, well, then you're for sure probably not going to meet your goals, right? If you don't understand what element that is. Um, if you don't minimize taxes, if you, do, if you use less than, uh, less than efficient investments, you spend too much on, an, on uh, loaded mutual funds, right? Those are things you can control. You have, you have a direct influence on the outcome of those specific things. And the more of those things that you do right, the more likely it is you'll have the, the best outcome possible, regardless of what the market's doing. Right. So to me, those are things that are most necessary to focus on. Um, and I know it's really difficult sometimes because that seems like those are the layups. Those are the easy things. But a lot of times it is the easy things. You take care of those first and the rest will take care of itself. You know, given enough time and enough proper planning, usually things will work out pretty darn good in spite of what other markets throw at us. That's right. So I, I think it's important to, to do those things first. And, and that, you know, it's, you want to listen to the, the, the news and the markets, that's okay. But to the extent that it makes you, you know, takes you off task, not 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 beneficial at all. No, I think over the long run, all the hoopla and all the do this and do that and what's where's the next where's the next problem going to be and all doesn't doesn't add one iota iota value at least empirically based studies. Right. Um, overtaking a, a a an approach that says I will focus on the things that I can control and. I mean, this argument of, hey, I, I can live a healthy exercise and live a healthy lifestyle and and um, I can eat right and all those kinds of things, but I could still have a heart attack. So so why should I do it? You know, I, I sometimes I hear that that argument or yeah. it's about genetics. It's a, I don't know that 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 um, disqualifies the the merit of uh um, taking a, a strategy, yeah, there are things we can't control. And in the short term, what we can't control is day-to-day, even year-to-year market fluctuations. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we can control, um, if, if we do build a plan and take action, certainly it's hard to argue that it doesn't put your odds, uh, in, in the odds in your favor of being successful. And not only that gives you a peace of mind that you're making progress towards something rather than being out there not having a strategy. Because if you don't, it's highly likely you're not doing anything. You're not saving. You're not investing. You're not taking advantage of some of the market turmoil, particularly if you don't have a large amount invested and you're, mm-hmm. you're saving on a monthly basis. It's not a horrible thing that the market sometimes um, 
irrationally declines beyond where its fundamental value should be. Right. Um, because you're you're getting an opportunity to purchase things while they while they're less expensive. Yeah. Which means your higher your your future return will be higher. Right. So. I think it, it is a matter of that, Ethan. I don't think you have to be overwhelmed and think, hey, I've got to spend thousands of dollars uh, by w- with someone to put a plan together that's going to cover all these things that I, I'm not willing to do anyway. Again, my my car dealership example. <laughs> um, I just wanted to get my oil changed, and now I've got $5,000 worth of uh, of repair work that I'm supposedly need to do. Right. Um, you know, that's one thing. When we work for folks, I mean, obviously, uh, the folks that we work with on an ongoing basis, we're, we're doing the comprehensive, you know, program here. But even on an hourly basis, you can have uh, just a, re- a simple retirement plan put in place that provides you with, hey, am I on track for a specific retirement goal or not? doesn't have any of the other stuff uh, attached to it, you know. Um, that's the type of thing that I think everybody would, would have a lot of peace of mind uh, from, from, from going through that process. Um, and also, one last thing on this part, uh, going through the plan also allows you to take only the risk that you need to take to accomplish your goals. You know, we, he, David in the interview mentioned several times taking on um, maximum amount of risk tolerance, right? Immediately get you the, the maximum amount of pain threshold. Well, we go through these types of plans frequently with folks, and we often find out that what they're used to in terms of portfolio performance and portfolio volatility really is not where they need to be based on where they are with their savings and their, and their retirement plan. They can take less risk by going through the process too, which obviously gives them more peace of mind. And the, the more you, I think the, uh, the other major thing that, that uh, if you're going to build a plan, get some knowledge about how to build a diversified portfolio. Right. One in, in which maximizes your return opportunity for as much what we call rewarded risk as possible. Mm-hmm unrewarded risks being those areas that <clears throat> fundamentally we shouldn't expect to get a return for trying to predict the market direction say on a daily basis right focusing your monies in one stock or one group of stocks or one sector or one economy around the world those are things over time you won't get you shouldn't expect to get rewarded for and if you do you're playing a chance game. You've just walked into the doors of the casino, not not into the halls of investing. Right. Um, and so that needs to be a part of it. I mean, it can be, and I would imagine uh, ver- it is, very, very frustrating for those who invested money in strategies that weren't really investment strategies over the last two market declines, Ethan, and got wiped out. I can understand why you might have a skepticism about whether this investing game is rigged or if it really can work Um, but the problem is that you weren't investing and you got to educate yourself by listening to a show like this or reading books or speaking to an advisor that knows and has some education about how how investing really works and how to get rid of some of those risks that you don't get great rewards for right yeah i think eliminating things risk that you don't need to take uh, is, is a big part of the planning process so we're out of time here this week, Ethan. I would encourage you to start working on a plan. Think about what you want to accomplish as a starting place. And uh, certainly we'll talk about more of this in future shows. But uh, it was great to have Dave on. And thank you, Ethan. Thanks, Ken. And, uh, we'll be back next week. 
We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And for more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.